The views and opinions expressed by the Should They Watch It podcast are those of two moms who happen to be a registered play therapist and a voice actor for cartoons. So while they may feel their opinions come from a knowledgeable place, they are still, in fact, just opinions. Should They Watch It, a podcast that takes the task of reviewing your kids' favorite shows off your to-do list. Hi, and welcome to the Should They Watch It podcast. I'm Kara Edwards. And I'm Laura Orr. Are you excited about today? I am. I hope you are. Did you bring your trench coat and hat? Can I just say that I wanted to have a red trench coat after this <laughs> I know. Week. I want one too now. She's so fancy. She's so fancy. She's so fancy. I, I guess we should just dive right into the song, right? Absolutely. <gasps> Where in the world is Carmen? San Diego. San Diego. That was, that's a good song. It's a catchy little song. Michael and I were walking around singing it all day. It is super catchy. Do, do you um, know the any of the older songs? Any older versions of the song? Not at the top of my head, but okay. I know I would have heard them. Yeah, it's it's competing against a really good one because the song that sticks in my head was done by an acapella group. And okay. It's, Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world? In the world. I do remember yeah, that. That's a good one. I don't know from what show, game, or whatever, because the franchise is huge. Huge and been around literally since I was a child. Yeah, totally. It's 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 a big one. Um and so I don't I, I'm excited to dive in with you. But first Yeah. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing so good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glued to my phone. Um yeah. Of course, Why? everyone. Well, everyone knows about Wordle, right? Uh huh. But does anyone know about Quirtle? No, no more. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kara. And do you know what Michael would say right now? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Big nope. Fat nope. Nope. Well, um, Quirtle is four different Wordles at once. Oh, and what? Yes. Okay, I actually could be in for this. Is this an app that you have to download or nope. is it online like Wordle? Google it, girl. Okay. Free and Quirtle. it's four different at once, four different okay. games. And so you put one word in and then it's applied to all four of the of the word of the potential words. Ah. If you like that, Kara, can I also introduce you to Octordle. Oh, come on. It's eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope. It totally is. <laughs> I know, right? It's eight at once. Okay. And same premise. Also, if you are a um, Taylor Swift fan, There's there is also... Swiftertle? Is it a turtle? Tayordle? Tayordle. Oh, my goodness. Perhaps well, I, uh, you're more interested in the um, indie version for Weezer called Weasel because you could play that what? one too. Yes, ma'am. What? Yep. Wordle has gone rogue and it is just creating many versions of itself. And I'm sure as we speak, there are some I have not mentioned. Okay. But is it Wordle that is creating all of these or is everybody just everyone's lost taking the popularity of Wordle, creating their own thing that somehow doesn't violate a copyright and then, and then going from there? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's probably what it is, and I'm here for it. I mean, um, I, it's fun. I did, so Zach and I've been super into Wordle ever since you turned us on to it, yeah, yeah. and we we uh, just we we it's not it's like friendly competition. It's mm. not an actual competition. It's just like okay, what did it take you today? How many turns did yeah, it take yeah. for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. It gets Zach did get one in one 
in one word. Ooh. Like he did do where the first word he chose was the right word and I made him put it on social media because I was like, I think you're not allowed to do that and not post it to social media. That's definitely something to brag about. Right? What was the what was the word? I don't remember, but it was a word. <laughs> but he did it. I did the, that once too. One. Did you? I yeah, haven't done that yet. It felt pretty good. But now I've made it to where I have specific words that I tend to use all the time. Yes. Um, I do the same thing as I have like one word yeah. that I'm, I am use every single time as my first word. Your starter word. Yeah. What's your starter word? Are you allowed to say? It's a very personal <laughs> choice. <laughs> and actually my starter word I think might is one of those, you know how like there's like a list of words that, that cr- make people cringe over? Yeah. Um, one of my starter You're, words. Is, you have a cringy starter word. Yeah. I can't help it though. It's very helpful. It's a very useful one. I'll tell you mine. It's fine. I'll be vulnerable with you. Uh, okay. Then I'll do the same. Okay, cool. It's yeast. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got the A, the E, the S, the T, and the Y. No, that's I mean, actually I just really spelled smart. it yeah. out of turn. Um, but Yeah. I, the, all, I mean, a lot of times those are the, those are You're in right. It. No, mm-hmm. those are the most, I, I use train. Train. Same. It has a lot of the like letters in there that might show up. Uh, it ne- You need a word with multiple vowels, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't been serving me very well lately, but I'm going to keep at it. it. Yeah. Have you thought of moving on? I, I mean, I, at this point, I'm kind of in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Even though it's not giving you maybe if I portal or I taortal or I <laughs> octo or octaortal, you might move on. I might move on to something different. Well, I don't know. Sometimes when you um, when you just aren't getting anything back, it's time to walk away, you know, and move on to something that's more serving for you. <laughs> that's just, you know. <laughs> way to turn wordle into a life less like big life lesson. Sometimes I like to think of myself as a walking fortune cookie. I'm in. Sure. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Let All me right. know if you need any lucky numbers. Okay. Anyways. So I found an article um, that's uh, that has nothing to do with anything we were just talking about. Um, <laughs> I, love I was really trying to, like, is there any way for me to sag into this? And there's not. It's a smooth segue, Kara. I love it. <laughs> Sometimes we're just bouncy like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the way it is this week. Let's Here we bounce. Off we go. Bounce around. Uh, yeah. So I found an article about creepy things that parents have heard their children say they're very young children yeah right that's what this caught my attention definitely Mm -hmm. creepy things that parents have said heard their kids say yes okay i like this so like uh here's what my daughter at four was looking out the window and asked where are all those people walking to I turned to look, and she was pointing to an empty cemetery. Ew. Right? (gasps) Oh, Oh, no. So she was seeing all the ghosts that were in the cemetery? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Super creepy. Oh, that is weird. When my son was around four or five, he said, Do you remember back when I was big and you were little and we used to eat lunch by the river? He's named after my grandfather, who used to take me to the river for picnics. Oh, no. Yeah. That... There's like a whole bunch of them. I found this article that's like just story. My child was about five. And when I was dropping her off at daycare, she grabbed my face with both hands and said, Mama, be careful with a very serious face. I got into a car accident about 10 minutes later. Oh, my gosh. Sorry if I just yelled in your ear. <laughs> that that's is cr- You know what, though? Like, I have heard tons of stories both online and from friends, that that 
are about either psychic children or are about like their kids discussing past lives. Really? Mm-hmm. Like the one that you just said about the, the kid who's yeah. named, named after the girl. Yes. Did Daphne ever do anything like this? <clears throat> Daphne never talks about her past life. Oops. Um, but she she she's more of a psychic child. I actually do have a really weird story that Daphne about Daphne when she was psychic with me. Okay, sorry. Hold on, you keep moving the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll let you get comfortable. <laughs> I got really excited. Yeah, yeah, dig in. I'm such a I'm such a beginner. I just keep kicking mics. Anyways, um, okay. So here's my story. So Daphne, um, she came up to me one day. I want to say she was probably three. Um, and she said she wanted to go see baby Henry. Okay. And um, I, I, there was no baby Henry in our lives. And so I told her that. I said, we don't know a baby Henry, honey. And she was like, no, I, w- I want to go play with baby Henry. I said, well, there's no baby Henry. She's like, okay, whatever. Literally, like maybe two days later, my neighbor texts me, tells me that she's pregnant, that they're having a boy, and that they're naming him Henry. Oh, weird. Uh-huh. Oh, that's creepy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there are some people who believe that kids, um, before the age of six, they just have like insight More of a into, connection mm-hmm. to like the other world. Mm-hmm. Michael used to always talk about his other mom who lived up by the moon. Oh. Yeah. And he talked about how he first grew in her belly until she like put him in mine. But that that was his real mom, Whoa. his first real mom. And he talked about that until he was like four and then he just stopped talking about it. I'm telling you, past life Michael. Yeah. It's so crazy. That is so interesting. I mean, I have a friend who told us that her daughter said to her that she was like, I just can't believe that you were chosen to be my mom when I was looking at all of the families. Um, I, I was really surprised that you were the one that was chosen to be my mom. Oh, wow. Before I was, before I was born. Yeah. So, yeah, kids are creepy, man. Kids are super creepy. But the only time I remember Michael actually totally scaring the crap out of me Mm. was he was, at the time, he was going to school at our local zoo. Um, He was in a wild earth uh, preschool. And so all nature-based, very much in, like, education about animals and whatever. Um, I had put him to sleep in his own bed. And then I was going to sleep. And I was, like, right in that, like, you know what, right before you fall asleep where you're mm-hmm. still kind of half in the real world and half in your dream world. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just hear this little child's voice say, if you scare a vulture, it vomits. Huh? Because he had just learned it at school and it woke him up because he was thinking about how he had just learned that, yeah, if a vulture gets scared, it vomits. And he came up and whispered it in my ear and literally scared the it, it's a good thing I was not a vulture that day because I would have thrown up all <laughs> over Michael. <laughs> Poor moon, moon baby Michael. He'd been death. covered in mom puke. Wasn't creepy. Just scared me to death. Was he awake? Oh, yeah. He's totally oh. awake. He just, he woke up and was like, I'm thinking about this thing I learned at school. And he wanted to come tell me, but I didn't hear him come in. <laughs> and he just said it like right next to my ear. And I did just like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. How did he feel about your reaction? It was just, I mean, it just was like, why are you freaking out? This is like good information, mom. He's like, I know, right? They throw know, up. This crazy. <laughs> but yeah, there's like a ton of articles about like all the, I mean, and, and also you can even go on like Twitter and Google this stuff because mm-hmm. um, 
there's tons of parents talking about what are you doing to the microphone oh, i just can't get comfortable <laughs> i can't get comfortable i'm sorry okay i'll read two more yeah read some more my son was four when he asked how do i know i am who i am i don't understand who i am i know my name but how did i get this body oh super oh. creepy he like came out of his a mental coma or right something. i heard someone tell a story about how her daughter was born really close to the anniversary of the titanic while giving her a bath around like three she said I was in water like this once. It was really cold and I couldn't keep swimming. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so much trauma too. Like so many of these stories are like kind of traumatic, right? It's crazy. This yeah. one I'm reading is actually it's on BuzzFeed and there's like there's like 40 of them Man. on here. So you could like deep dive and find all the creepy things. I'd be interested if anyone listening has had their child say the creepy stuff. I'm sure the answer is yes. Yeah, it's kind of a thing, right? I think so. I've um Layla has been saying some weird stuff about um she she gets really uh scared by the video the law this lava video so it's um is I, it that tv show larva no that's wrong <laughs> the one that we <laughs> that hate scares me <laughs> i know it's terrifying I how identify. much i hate it no it's this it's a okay so it's a video about and it's i think it's disney and it's mu- it's set to music and it's about the two volcanoes one is underground and one is oh above yeah and ground. then they fall in love they fall and then, in oh love. yeah no michael used to love watching that Layla's terrified. Oh, sweet girl. And I'm like, how are you terrified? This is so soothing. And she gets really freaked out by the fact that there's a mama volcano underwater. Oh. And so she'll say, like, the mom is underwater. And then today she was – but she keeps talking about it. Oh, and no. And so we don't bring it up and we don't show it to her. But she keeps saying, the mom is underwater, mom is underwater. And then today she was saying, Layla's underwater. Oh, no. And so I'm now I'm wondering, am I triggering her past life trauma? Oh, no. To be determined. To will, be determined. I will let you know. It's all a mess. Woo! Water safety. Okay. <laughs> water safety. I don't know. <laughs> Teach your kids to read, guys. Or read? Read. Nope. Swim. Teach them to read. Read those warning reading, signs. Reading is important at too, the beach. Laura. Yep. Got to read the signs at the beach and all other warning signs. It's important to know how to read those that, signs. That too. actually has been God. fun now that Michael is like reading, reading. Mm-hmm. He does point out every single warning sign everywhere we go and is like, okay, mom, today's warning is. <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> Look both ways. Yeah, it's really funny now that we're he is definitely the safety police, but yeah. only because he likes to show off that he can read every single sign. Has he seen there's a sign on Colorado or sorry, on one of the streets that we drive down frequently. Um and it's a squirrel crossing sign. Apparently the squirrels are walking on wires. And I guess maybe you're getting zapped or something and oh, falling no. in the road. But it's a warning <laughs> sign that squirrels are crossing on wire. That oh, weird? that is weird. And I've kind never of seen sad. that. You should show it to him. I've I never... will. And then be like, what do you think that one means? <laughs> That's what's also fun is sometimes the signs are so open to interpretation. I mean, right? they, they, le- they mean something very specific, but... Yeah, Sometimes the, the illustrations can be like, what What are we watching out yeah. for here? I don't know what that is. What is that thing? Fascinating. All right. Well, Thanks should, for bringing that up. You're welcome. I'm, I'm interested in other people's stories. Mm-hmm. Creepy kids are the best. Creepy kids are great. Yeah. And you know what else is great? 
Carmen San Diego. Yeah, wow, we are we are on our seg game today. <laughs> bouncing around like a trampoline over here. Human just bouncing around. Okay, okay Kara, I'm going to ask you first. All right. Should they watch it? I'm an enthusiastic yes. Oh, okay. I am. Enthusiastic I am. yes. I am. All right, Laura, should they watch it? I'm going to say yes. Okay. You heard it. We're finally we saying agree. yes to stuff. It's so nice to like things it's again. <laughs> two weeks in a row, baby. Woo! We are on um, it. It's highly rated on IMDb, too. So I guess a lot of people are really liking it. Um, I can just jump into the premise. Yeah. Tell everyone what it's about. All right, everyone. Let's follow Carmen Sandiego as she travels the world, stopping the evil organization Vile from stealing precious resources, artifacts, etc. from various locations around the globe. All, all while avoiding detection from Interpol and ACME, which stands for the Agency to Classify and Monitor Evildoers. In the series, Carmen Sandiego is a thief who only steals from other thieves. And the money she steals goes directly to a nonprofit. Um, but that wasn't always her history. This is a huge franchise, like Kara said, dating back to the 80s. The franchise started off as a video game in 85, with Carmen actually as the villain who founded the organization Vile. Right. Uh, which is not the case in the new show. Vile, by the way, stands for Villains International League of Evil. Evil. Since then, there have been many games and TV shows, one of them being a game show with kid contestants called Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, which is the show I was most familiar with as a kid. Okay. Um, there's also Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego and Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego. All of the shows were created in the 90s. Now we have Carmen Sandiego where many of the characters return, the same characters, mm -hmm. but their roles are very different. So, Kara, what is your relationship with this franchise? I remember being in school and playing the video game. Okay. I remember it was a computer game back then. I don't have as big of a memory as my husband did. He he was like, oh, I vividly remember playing it. And then uh, the mom that I walked to school to and from school with, uh, she vividly remembered playing the game. I don't remember it vividly. Okay. I just remember um, it being something that we did. Uh, and, and it being like a way to learn geography. Yeah. And then my memory was that, yes, Carmen Sandiego was more, um, yeah, she was a thief. Mm -hmm. Whereas they really make her the good guy in this series, yes. in this newest series. Um, but I don't remember the other cartoons so much or the game show. I, I vaguely remember the game show. The game show is is all I really remember as well. I didn't watch the show growing up. Um, I did read somewhere that the two twins that her, are her sidekicks on the new show were actually in the previous shows, um, or at least one of them, and they were trying to chase her down. Oh, And so okay. that's a big spin this time. I, yeah, but I didn't watch much of it growing up, but I always remember loving her, Carmen. Yeah. I wasn't so much interested in... Um, the shows itself as I was interested in her. So this is probably actually like one of my first peeks into like being interested in the celebrity of a character or a person or whatever because I just felt like she was a very magnetic character. Yeah, well, her aesthetic cool. has always yes. been really good from the beginning is with this, you know, red trench coat, the red hat, mm -hmm. the, you know, this beautiful woman with red hair. Uh, so she's always been intriguing. Always on the move. Yeah. Can't nail her down. Which I, in this new series, 
they really go like she's she's beautiful mm-hmm. um and her her voice she's voiced by uh, i don't have the name written down in front of me but from jane the virgin um the main the main actress from that tv show gina rodriguez i believe Let's see. i've got it right here hang on okay um it is gina rodriguez mm, together yeah. we we made a correct answer Woo, yeah we did we got it um <laughs> yeah and and i mean the cast in this is spectacular it was fun when zach and i were we watched as a family and when zach and i were watching we both looked at each other at one point and we're like i th- I think this is a lot of our friends. Oh, really? And it turns out it was. Oh, like, awesome. like, we know a lot of the actors that are in this series, um, from Kari Walgren to Abby Trot. Uh, I mean, my goodness, I can go to Robbie. D- I mean, there's so many people that we know. Dante Basco, um, you would know him from um, the Peter Pan from Hook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who He's actually the nicest guy on planet Earth. I've done conventions with him. I love hanging out with him. And same thing with Abby Trot, who voices Ivy. Uh, I just did a convention with her like a few months ago. Oh, wow. Kari Walgren is a genius voice actor mm-hmm. uh, who has been in... You pretty much hear her all the time. She's Tigress. Um mm-hmm. She's incredible. I remember the first time I did a convention with her. Uh, it was, I was feeling pretty darn good about myself and established at the time. It was one of my first conventions. Um, and same for her. She was not new on the scene by any means, but to me, she was new. And I was like, oh, Kari, I can teach you if you think no. She's like a genius. <laughs> I can't. She's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, no, she she always told like the most amazing stories. Uh, That's so cool that you can that you know yeah. so many of the Troy people. Baker. Another, I mean, literally, I can go on and on with this list of people that uh, that we know. So this is we also need to mention Finn Wolfhard as player. He who is in uh, Stranger Things, or yeah. as I like to call it, Spooky Goonies. <laughs> Very much Spooky Goonies. Spooky well Goonies. said. Yes. Yeah, and he's great. Like it made me. He's actually who made me first go look up the voice cast because I was listening. I'm like, he's great. Yeah, his acting in this because it's hard to take a character that doesn't do very much. Mm-hmm. He's literally a character that sits in his seat and hacks into stuff, and he makes the character so interesting. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. Honestly, no question. <clears throat> yeah, he does a really great job. Um, the show itself is chronological. Um, but I didn't feel like I needed to follow it that way. I think I could have skipped a few episodes here and there, which I know that you did. I did that. I, so I watched all of season one, about half of season two, and then I skipped through some of season three, and then mm-hmm. I went straight to the end of season four because I wanted to know how it ended before we did the podcast. Right. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see, did they wrap it all up with a nice bow? This I found myself comparing this so much to She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they're two really big epic shows uh, with a lot of interesting characters and a female, strong female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, in in initially, I went into this thinking this would be for the same age range as Shira. I feel that Shira, Shira is one you couldn't skip episodes or you were going to be lost. Correct, because it was such a chronological. Um, story Mm -hmm. that was being told. Um, I also feel like Shira dove into some really heavy topics, um, abusive relationships, um, parental abandonment and abuse, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of violence that went on in Shira. You didn't get that so much 
in in Carmen San Diego. It was mm-hmm. the the violence was very mild. Um, the storytelling was intriguing, but it wasn't like it just wasn't as dark. I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is rated Y seven, and I think that that's pretty appropriate. And I yeah. and I think. Um, for me, at least, the Y7 of it is more because of the plot itself. Like you said, it's not as d- deep and dark and heavy as She-Ra was, which I definitely think was for an older audience. Yeah. Um, this one, I think it was more so for the sake of just understanding what's going on. Um, that they would give it a Y7. I agree. And there was, you know, one of the things that I really liked about Carmen Sandiego, especially for watching it with Michael specifically, um, it it was somehow educational. Mm. Is They would take the beginning of each episode to talk about where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Um, and they would give these interesting facts about the locations that she was in. And even throughout the show, they would find ways to like intersperse in like little bits of knowledge, mm-hmm. which I felt like was a throwback to the game because that game was to teach you geography and math and reading and mm-hmm. uh, different things. And, and they did find ways to work that in that I appreciated i did too it's kind of my favorite part about it and yeah. it definitely awoken my travel bug a little bit no question just watching them her sit in all these really cool places and um and and then talk about it yeah and, and learning new things about the places she was at and the and, culture and the people mm-hmm. and it was no, really cool it was really cool um it made me want to travel immediately uh do you have any where would you go if you could go anywhere you know, right now. it was always Italy. I was always just stuck. I haven't been to Italy yet. And so oh. I was always like, I really want to go to Italy. But I think if I could go anywhere in the world right now, I would either be looking at Costa Rica or New Zealand, Ooh. which I know are two very different locations. Mm-hmm. But those would be where right this second I could feel I could see myself being like, all right. And I've been to Australia. So I've been like very close to New Zealand and yeah. I wish I'd just hopped over or Bali. Bali's another Ooh. one that's always been on my list that I haven't made it to. Why do you pick those places? So we're kind of an advent, like we're an adventurous family. We are, we are like my husband and I, we like to hike. We like to be outdoors. And um, I've been to Costa Rica and oh my gosh, I loved it. He hasn't been yet. So I would love to take him and show Manuel Antonio and all of the incredible places, uh, the animals, that you see out in the wild. Same thing with New Zealand. It's just, I want to be able to hike through there and go see where they filmed The Hobbit and uh, all of that. Yeah, there's just, and Bali is a place because I'm very, um, I like yoga, I like meditation, and I like uh, very spiritual things. So Bali's always been one that was on my list. When I went to Australia, I gave my, I took my mom to Australia. I had a convention in Perth and so I flew her out there with me and I was like, you can go anywhere, Bali, that you want to go Bali. If you'll just choose a place that you want to go besides Perth, you know, maybe Bali. Um, and, and she chose Sydney and I'm glad she did because it was fun to see Sydney. But it was so hard for me to be that close to Bali and not just pop over. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that would be one. That where, would be so fun. Where would you go? Japan. Oh, that's, yeah, that would be a good one. I definitely want to go there. The food and the culture, I think, yeah. would be, it's just so different than, you know, what we have going on here. I think it would be super fun to go check it out. That was always my complaint with going to Australia because it mm. was it was 24 hours to Perth um, is how long it took to get there. And for me, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I yeah. love Australia. 
But for me, it was like, I kind of want to be on the moon if I'm traveling <laughs> for 24 hours. <laughs> like, I need to land in something that's so different. Where I'm just jolted out of my reality. Yes, yeah, I want to go somewhere totally yeah. different. So, And I think as parents you hold yourself to a higher standard about where you're going to travel because it's so limited now. Yeah, The opportunities just don't come as often or as readily. And so I also feel that way of like, yeah, I could go to beautiful places like Mexico for sure. And it's easy to go there. Um, But if I'm going to be on a flight for 24 hours, I do want to go to the moon, please. Yes, somewhere totally. And the other thing I keep doing is I keep wanting the kids to get older. Mm. Because I'm like, I don't want to take them. Because we have friends in Hong Kong we could go visit, visit, which I'm dying Mm. to do. But I'm like... I don't want to go through the effort of getting two six-year-olds to Hong Kong who won't yeah. remember any of it. I want to give like give them a few more years so they can mm-hmm. really like enjoy the experience. And yeah, yeah, I, I I hear you totally. I'm really looking forward to the day when my um, my daughters are old enough to really get into that kind of stuff. I actually have an idea, and I really hope that I follow through with it. I want um, when my kids turn 10, I want to kind of put in a rotation of travel to where one year uh, Daphne picks where we get to go and she has to do like research and kind of plan plan it as best as a 10 year old can do. And then the next year, you know, maybe dad plans it and then mom plans it and then... Daphne plans it again. And then when Layla turns 10, she gets to jump in and plan okay. so that they have at least a couple of years in their youth where they can take ownership of the plans oh, that we make. Because we try to go on a trip once a year. And right now, it is it is the most convenient places that we can go to. Right. So, you know, obviously, you know, Disneyland or Disney World. Right. And- and then resorts because it's just everything is there and it's super easy. But I can't wait to kind of break out of that and do a little bit more exploring. But yeah. They, they got to be older for that. Like you said, they're, they, just, they, they don't do. care. Right now they don't care. I mean, it, the same with us. Like we've been doing the big trips, but ours have always been like we're going to Big Bend or we're mm-hmm. going to New Mexico or mm-hmm. um, again, the things that are that you can jump in a car and load up a camper and go. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's eventually. eventually. Eventually, we'll get there. We're just at a we're at a stage of life where we can only travel with Carmen and in which, our brain. Which does bring me to a question that oh. I that bothers me so much about the show, and and all of and us talking about all of this travel with our families kind of ties in with this. Is who who is paying for Carmen San Diego? I know we have player in there hacking through all the business to get her everywhere, but she's staying somewhere and somebody's paying for some extensive travel between private guides, um, airplanes, helicopters. Yep. Somebody's buying those tools that she's she has. She's not really revealing. I My guess is she's getting it from Vile, but she's not really revealing that. But how, like, okay, but how is, because they're not giving it to her. So that means player is hacking in there to get the stuff, which then is stealing, which in the entire series she's going against. Well, isn't she, she's stealing from Vile and she donates the funds. But she's stealing what they stole. But then she gets the money and doesn't she wire like millions of dollars to a bunch of nonprofits and stuff like that? And she opens up. Um, education funds for right. So, so, so she's, she's got paying money. Her, so she's paying herself too. I think so. She's yeah. just. Not. I mean, she would have to be because 
this is exta- I mean they they definitely don't talk about this on the show I kept no, thinking it don't. the whole time I'm like who's paying for Carmen San Diego such a good point and who's paying player because this takes a whole lot of his time too I just have I really worry about players brain because I, he's just in front of a screen all day all day and, and science has told us that that's not good for kids brains I was worried about player the whole time and you're making a good point Kara there are a lot of plot holes in this show <laughs> And that is one of them because I am really only supposing that she is stealing from Vile and using that money for her amazing wardrobe. Um, but we really don't know. And like where, like where are her suitcases? Because yeah, when she needed a formal gown, it was like you know a Boop. today no trench coat. Let me wear this gorgeous formal gown that I just happen to have in crimson red, out of thin air. Yeah, out of thin air. It happens. There are just a lot of like mm, that's not realistic. For example. When there is music, there's an episode where there's music playing and the music um, hypnotizes people to push a button that sends a rocket into outer space, but it only hypnotizes certain people. Like some people hear it and they're like, nothing. The twins heard it and they were not affected at all. And so the the doctor or the scientist was, the scientist was totally hypnotized standing right next to them. And then they were just like, we need to tie her up and put her in the closet. And I'm like, well, what about you? What about you twins? Why aren't you being hypnotized? I don't know. Plot holes so deep that we could make a swimming pool out of them (laughs) but it was fun that they used the play carmen for carmen san diego there there was a lot of they the the play that they were playing at the um the opera house was carmen what the play was called carmen yes Ah, that was the whole how did you miss it there was a whole plot point about it (sighs) right over the head yeah it was it was carmen and it's a well-known like uh opera so when they would play the music i love that yeah. Yeah. And she wears red. She sure does. In the play. Oh, okay. In the opera. <laughs> well, yeah. Car- Carmen San Diego wears red, but so does Carmen in the uh, play. You're having to really Woo! just delicately <laughs> hand these over to me, which means some of my questions may have been answered and I just was not All right, picking so it up. Throw them at us. Throw them at us. Yeah. What are your questions? D- the ones that I've said. Oh, okay. Okay. Got- <laughs> Woo! Hold on, everyone, while we drink some more coffee. We'll be right back after this. Coffee break. Coffee break. This is brought to you by Life Boost Coffee. No, it's not, but you know what I mean. In a three, two, one, the episodes are 30 minutes long, and you can stream them on Netflix exclusively. We already said that it's rated TVY7. Four seasons. Something interesting. So Rita Moreno was the voice of Carmen Sandiego. And where on earth is Carmen Sandiego, which was in 1994, she actually makes a guest voice appearance in this version as vile bookkeeper Cookie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so there's a little throwback there. Um, And in seasons one and seasons two, the elevator music is theme music from the original animated series. Love that. Yeah, so a little, little IMDb trivia. Yeah, I love it when they borrow from. Yeah, from so the there were some little shows. nods to the past mm-hmm. as they went through. Mm-hmm. It, the way that they presented it totally reminded me of how we learned about different parts of the world in school. Did it's it? Like, it's really? Like, yeah, sometimes they just, you know, they'd be like, the, the you know, the, the, state bird is this oh yeah they're really good their crop is really you know corn is the crop of the 
state. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if only we had the Stranger Things guys being the one teaching us because yeah. like he he just has a cool way of presenting things that's mm. not annoying. I, I enjoyed watching this with Michael and I would be mm-hmm. it would it'll be fun to watch it with Remy as well. Yeah, I did enjoy watching it and so did my my oldest. She really enjoyed it too. She's funny though. So she really loves this show. Um, but she did not want to watch it with me for the podcast. Oh, isn't that weird? I'd be like, um, hey, Daph, can we watch, you know, Carmen San Diego? We have to uh, review it for the podcast. And she's already seen it. And she was like, you know what? It's my turn to choose what we watch. So you can watch that when I go to bed. Oh, sassy pants, USA. Okie dokie. And then she would watch it in the morning, whatever. She's she's a. Uh, we're at an age. Yeah. Michael got, I will say this, he was super into season one as I started to kind of move on. It, I think for him, it got a little redundant mm-hmm. um, with, the, okay, I get it. She's traveling to different places. We're fighting the evil empire. Um, mm-hmm. So he did kind of start drifting off a little bit, which did not happen with Shira. I got to tell you, we were yeah. both front and center and completely into Shira. So yeah, I mean, every episode they they there is a part of every episode that is very streamlined that is repetitive in yeah. every episode. But then they have that sub but subplot. Yeah, there is so. a whole thing going mm-hmm. on, and and especially as you get towards the end in seasons three and four, and especially season four. Um, there, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot that goes on. A lot of mysteries are solved. We learn a whole lot about Carmen San Diego's past, which I will also say I loved that they started the whole series. The first two mm-hmm. episodes are like, who is Carmen San Diego? And they mm-hmm. start from as a baby. So it doesn't just dive into we have to just believe that this person is who she is. They explain a lot about her, which yeah. I appreciated. Yeah, this is how she became who she is. Yeah. I liked that too, for sure. Um, there were some characters that I didn't really like. Okay. I, I thought the twins were kind of annoying. With their, with their really thick Boston accent. Oh, yeah. Anytime yeah. they said, wicked hot, or what, yeah. I was like, shut your mouth. And I didn't really care for the detective, the guy who's... He was very French. Oh, my gosh. Some of the accents, <laughs> this was a review that I read, and this is always going to be hard for me um, as a voice actor to ever pan on someone else's uh, choices. But I did read reviews that complained about that the accents were driving them nuts because they could tell they weren't authentic. Yeah. And that is that is a tricky thing um, that would have still been happening quite a bit when this came out in 2018. Mm. I feel like only in the past two years have we become so much more cognizant of representation Mm -hmm. and making sure that we cast people who are actually those characters yeah um Mm -hmm. and and so yeah i I don't know if the casting would be the same if they were casting it today it is a very diverse cast but yeah i do agree they would have probably made some different choices if anything just to make it less annoying because when they do (laughs) when they it didn't bother me as much oh it's for me it was just if if it had been somebody who did who actually had who actually was French, for example, right. then maybe it wouldn't be so um, ex- to the extreme. It yeah. was, but it, it, 
that that character just bothered me in his like ineptitude really um he, he just they so did make used, him really dumb really dumb really dumb and it's yeah. like how did you get to interpol and end up being like this major detective if <sighs> you're this dumb exactly i agree that was yeah. annoying and there's just things like that that throughout the show i was kind of like ugh, rolling my eyes about there's really a lot of there are some corny moments and some polite we said plot holes and characters that are really annoying to me but i think that's a personal preference as far as the appropriateness of the show i didn't impact that part and then I just carmen think, would swing in yeah. and it would all get really slick and sexy yeah again. she's awesome she's great um i think that's just to answer the question of whether or not parents will like it yeah you know? there, there could be some things it's that migrate definitely a show for kids i also loved how um petty some of the criminals were in vile like they were stealing important gold artifacts to like make cufflinks right <laughs> there was some serious and it reminded me of billionaires yeah that it's like i i don't need the money i don't need i just it, it's i just want to feel I'm, it's like the competitiveness of it i want yeah, this thing because mm-hmm. i want to prove i can steal it yes there was a lot of that yeah which is so great because i think right now a lot of the uber wealthy are being called out for their pettiness yeah like building a penis shaped spaceship maybe or uh dismantling a historic bridge to fit your big stupid yacht through yeah um while all this is happening we are watching these big dumb thieves just like be super you know petty with their time and resources Uh Mm -hmm. yeah it was really that was funny to me just because of the timing of it all i thought that was super clever um and I did, and some, I did wonder if, like, if any parents would be upset that they're, but I don't think it glorifies thievery. Like, I do think the original Car- Carmen Sandiego mm-hmm. did, but um, this really shows. Again, they make them really dumb and really like not as likable. And then she's such a likable character, yeah. but she's on the side of good. Yeah, I think as a parent, if you are okay with your child watching like spy type movies or yeah. Ocean's Eleven type movies, the smooth criminal, um, with a hint of dumb, like you said, I think they'll be fine with this because yeah. there is like some of the problematic things are like this. Um, moral ambiguity and criminal behavior and and things like that. But yeah, and um, and you do have the relationship between Carmen Sandiego and her supposed parents or the family that she grew up with that raised her, um, and and not feeling totally connected. Uh, which we also saw that kind of dynamic in Shira as well, like mm-hmm. being raised by the evil person. Yep. Um, but I feel mm-hmm. like it just went to such a darker place in Shira yeah. of really yeah. having to deal with like the the mental instability that it caused. Whereas in Carmen Sandiego, it's kind of like, I recognize that y'all are all cray cray and I'm just going to go ahead and peace on out of that and yeah. do the right thing and be mm-hmm. a good person and then seek out who my parents actually are which is what she does in the later seasons okay. um and and then finds the story of her origin of who her dad was who her mom was mm. uh and that's really that's a really interesting part of the entire series that's awesome yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually do want to finish this series. It was super it's interesting. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Once you get to the latter, I was like, uh, yeah, I, I could see us actually going back and filling in all the episodes together because yeah. it was a lot of fun. Something else that I thought was really fun that they were doing was was playing with the uh, members of Vile. 
um, like the shadow man kind of moves around from being, you know, a villain to being good. And, oh, actually, he was good from the beginning. We just didn't we just didn't see that side of him. Like, I guess it goes back to that moral ambiguity where um, we also see coach as this motherly figure but then she does some really bad things and so I liked how they played with that and that's really um it was a really fun thing about the show for me to watch which I Um, should I'm gonna I might totally mess this up and so like if, if someone knows better than me you can definitely call me out on this but I do believe that coach is voiced by Mary Elizabeth McGlenn who is it is a complete ferocious amazing incredibly talented beautiful voice actor in LA and I'm clicking to make sure I'm right about this I do believe she was the director of Shira. What? I do believe I'm right about this but okay, hold on I'm trying that. like heck to click on it yeah. and make sure that I'm right look but- into that and while you do I will also I want to make a recommendation that on Netflix there is also a choose your own adventure uh, Carmen San Diego episode called To Steal or Not to Steal that uh, kids can be interactive with where they grab the remote and they have to choose between two options and then whatever choice they make kind of determines the trajectory oh, of the rest of the show. Fun. Yes, and it's a really fun thing for the family to get involved with. So if you're um, looking to add another element of interactive um you know, opportunities, that's a good one for you to do. Um, It was really fun uh, for us. I made the wrong choice, and so we had to start the whole thing over again, which was a huge inconvenience for my child. But, you know. Oh, no. Hey, you know, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm not crazy. I did find that, yeah, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, by the way, has pretty much directed, like, all of our favorite shows. She did direct She-Ra and The Princess of Power. She also directed let's see what there's such a long list in here she did camp cretaceous she did dogs in space wow Um, voice director what is a voice director so i mean she directs the show she's directing the voice actors through the show oh like yeah so she's she's helping guide their performances um she's you're you are really as good as your director Mm -hmm. that is a fact as a voice actor uh you can come in with all the choices and decisions and and lending your talents but it's really the director who understands the show the best and makes sure that your performances are going along with the other actors performances they they're the ones who really bring the show together so I knew she was an amazing voice actor and I was like I'm I have not had the great fortune of working with her um directly yet but she is She also directed Tangled, uh, the the um, the series. Okay, which is something that we love. I mean, I'm looking through her list now, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, she's so, amazing. So I I'm not surprised then that I kept that my brain keeps trying to tie the two between Carmen Sandiego and Shira together because yep, uh, they definitely circle. have some connection. Full circle, baby. Well, she's one of my favorite characters on the show. I was actually wishing that there was more of her. She's um, great. I love the way she did her. Tag- Texas accent and the mm-hmm. baby honey. Oh, yeah. she she nails it. She does. She does. It was good. It was a good one. I'm glad that we got to review this. It was a breath of fresh air because I feel like we were wallowing in the swamp of infinite sadness for like a very long time. <laughs> right. And it feels good to be out. 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 <laughs> Somebody made some wishes. We're now back into the light. We believe. We oh, believe. We sure do. We have hope for the future. It's, there's there are silver linings and rainbows 
and coffee and coffee so good we're, for we're us. gonna go and partake in more of that we need more so of it please do let us know what you think of carmen san diego and up next uh we will be reviewing gabby's dollhouse yeah we will mm-hmm. i'm excited about this one because yep. uh this is one of my kids favorite shows and i'm anxious to sit down and see if i agree (laughs) see if they get to keep watching (laughs) see if that dollhouse that i bought for christmas was worth it oh my gosh we got to pull that dollhouse out we are going to pull the dollhouse collecting dust we can play yeah michael just had to have it for christmas and then never touched it again so oh it's so funny okay we are going to dig in thank you guys so much for tuning in please reach out and follow us on instagram and leave reviews Bye. Bye. Subscribe and follow us on Instagram.